G'day folks and welcome to another episode of the Club Rugby Collective brought to you by All Sports Physiotherapy where your one-stop shop for everything Queensland and Premier Rugby in the podcast medium. My name is Brent Saucer, Tales from Queensland Rugby and joining me as always, my good mate, Jay Ball Staunton. Saucy boy, how are you mate? I'm good mate, welcome to Casa Della Sauce. I don't mind it mate, I don't mind it. You've got a nice crib here. Oh, look, mate, not bad up on the north side here at Nunda. Mm. Can't complain. you got a sick cat, too. I don't know where he is at the moment, but you got a real sick cat. Real pretty. Real pretty cat. Well, you know, mate, ginger cat, ginger guy. It's my son, Leroy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you might have got him because he looks like um, he's got tiger stripes and stuff like that. Where is he? He'll be around here somewhere, somewhere. but... I think I hear him with a scratching post somewhere. Yeah. Um, now, mate, obviously, round five... Of Hospital Challenge Cup on the weekend, mate. It was an absolute belter. Um, unfortunately for both of us, mate, our, <laughs> yeah. our teams went down west of book to brothers in an absolutely cracking game. And we've got a special guest joining us for that one to chat about it. Um, we've got a special guest joining us to talk about East v. Bond as well. Now, I know you thought that the, the Tigers were going to be fine in that clash. Uh, I picked it was a bit of a danger game and unfortunately I'm against the boys. Um I know the Bond guys got you gave you a bit of stick on social uh, after the game, yeah. so that'll be a fun one to chat about. Yeah. And, um, then obviously we had a really tight clash at Gayfield Road, and we probably predicted a bit of a scoreline like we saw at UQ South, but not not all bad things for South, mate. There's still a lot of promise there for those young guys. So why don't we kick off with that game over at St. Lucia? Now, obviously for that one, we'll double check the score here on Rugby Explorer. Students got up here at 50 to 14. Jay, what was your take out of this one, mate? Um, the scoreline for mine doesn't necessarily reflect how South played the game. They, they were good, but uni were spectacular. Um, I'm going to take credit for this win because I said last week they need to start getting some forward momentum. To date, they haven't been able to get that punch and they needed to start getting TJC Cassini back in there. And I think, uh, so I'm going to take the credit for this one here. I'm glad Hino listened to me because they brought back TJ and they moved Connor Vest to number eight, which I thought was awesome. He's been awesome at the second row, but at number eight there, he's got a huge motor, big carry. Like their back row had a hell of a day out. But I um, I had to continually keep checking because I was watching the match and I thought it was on fast forward. It like legitimately, I swear to God, I was actually thinking that it might have been sped up a little bit because it was frenetic. And that is exactly what UQ need. They get that punch and then they just played with so much pace and cut them to ribbons. But like we, we were, I, I said particularly, I thought it might have been a little bit closer, but UQ showed up and they just put South to the sword. And like nothing against South, they, they were. They took it to them, but UQ, if they continue to play like that, they finally got a bit of set-piece dominance. Their line-out was not very good, but they started getting that front football. If they can do that against other sides, they can go deep once again. Now, mate, our young gun, Matt Greeley, cross-court double once again. Mate. Uh-huh. He's, uh, he's coming along in leaps and bounds. Yeah, and I, I, watching it, I was a bit... I was trying to work out how they had it set up. It looked like they were playing Scott uh, Scotty Gale at fullback and shifted Matt Greeley to the wing, which I thought, you know, you saw how he went against the Tigers in that first match and he was absolutely chopping up and we know how good he is. But turned out to be a masterstroke. I mean, he knows he's afraid to make the big calls, drop players, bring players in, back players in, um, despite their age or whatever it may be. And 
you know, it was it paid absolute dividends for him. So Mac really is an absolute superstar. It's good to see someone with those sort of raps coming out of the schoolboy system, still only eighteen years old, and really taking it to like taking to it like a duck to water. So look, it's exciting. We've got a we've got a plethora of uh, you know outside backs in the Queensland Red setup. So hopefully we can see him in that Premier Rugby system for another few years at least. And you never know, like in my opinion, could be the next drop Campbell very easily. Very good shout, mate. Now, for South, we saw KJ Lamb get over once again. He's been an impressive recruit for him out wide. Lukey Samoa got over for a try and slotted two conversions. Obviously, the experience head in that team. Um, mate, who impressed you for the Magpies on the weekend? I thought Lucas Ripley was pretty good. Uh, you know, only had a few touches. It was tough to get touches in that game. But what he did show was sort of the talent that he does have. Everybody knows how good he is. There he is. There's Leroy. Um, having fun over there. But... Um, <laughs> but yeah, I thought he was really good and it was good to see him getting a lot of touches early on. Um, so, and I think it was good to actually see Wade Asetu come through. He's the sort of experienced campaigner that they really need. We, we've said they're a very young side, you know, they've got, they've got experienced campaigners that have come back. As you said, you know, KJ Lamb is new to rugby, but he's a very experienced footy player himself and then Luke Samar and so, so on. But Mike Siaki was really good on the weekend, but I also thought, you know, being able to get Wade Asetu in there is is really going to help them out just in regards to just that direction around the park a little bit. So, mate, they're, they're absolutely up for it. They throw themselves into contact. They absolutely give it a red-hot crack. And in a couple of years' time, if they keep this core group of players, there's no reason why Souths can't get them back to, top, uh, back to the top of Premier Rugby. Good shout. Now, Jay, I said I've got a special guest for us uh, to have a chat about the clash between Bond and East down at the canal. I know you were pretty confident, mate, that the Tigers were going to continue on the roll, whereas I said this could be a danger game for my boys, and it was. So, mate, we got Max Dowd in to have a chat with us. Dowdy, how are we, mate? Yeah, good source. Dan, how are you, boys? Living the dream, brother. Very good. Now, mate, obviously... A massive win for the Bull Sharks down at the canal over East, who have arguably been the, the team to beat at the comp so far. Um, just how special was that feeling, mate, post match? Yeah, mate, it was huge, especially for the Bunker Bowl um, on the line. <clears throat> uh, we kind of proposed a question to go for that on Thursday, and we thought that with a shorter comp, that there's no better way to do it. And um, yeah, it was huge. I know coming from a like down two points at half time, it was pretty special, and we definitely celebrated after. No, good stuff, mate. Now, mate, you guys got up 32-22, and obviously you headed into this match without 30 regular 10. Um, Bernstein from Reserve Grade had to step up, uh, Mr. Fixer himself. Um, what was your sort of your plan heading into this clash, mate? Obviously, uh, Ace, really dangerous forward pack. They've got some threats out wide. Where, where did you guys see that you could potentially um, target them and get a bit of pay? Yeah, so with JB um, coming in at 10, filling for 30, um, we kind of just wanted to move the ball, especially with Ace with a big, big forward pack, like you said. Um, just kind of moving side to side. And um, I thought we did that quite well in the first half and then the second half, second half kind of paid dividends for it. Yeah, mate, I know down at East training last night that they said you guys put a lot of pressure on the ruck. Is that something that you guys were targeting as well? Um, whether or not that was Connor Pritchard or some of the other good Lucys you've got just targeting that pill? Yeah, Pritchy and then up here and Seedy as well. They're, they're all kind of hard on the ball. It's not really something we work on. We kind of just rely on them three to be a threat around the ball. And if the opportunity arises, they kind of take it. 
Now, mate, yourself, I know uh, you had a hand in, in Connor Pritchard's first try, mate, some great counter-attack. Um, for you personally, mate, how are you feeling this year, mate? It looks like you put on a bit of size during the COVID period and um, you, you came into this bond line-up, mate, and uh, are able to sort of, uh, um, in, I suppose, enforce yourself a little bit more in the match. Yeah, um, after last year, um, breaking my jaw, it's definitely I've put on a bit of weight from there. But, um, yeah, I don't know, I'm feeling a lot more confident than I was last year. Um, had a weird pre-season, but I think I've ta- definitely taken a bit from it. Um, yeah, I don't know, I'm just enjoying my footy. It's, we've got a good bunch of boys down there. I'm really enjoying my footy and training. So, I'm watching it. Yeah, Jay, mate, um, you would have watched this one with keen interest, mate, of this year's result that you didn't expect. Um, what did you make of the clash down there at the canal? Uh, it was it was one of the best games I've seen in a very long time. You've got East, who I said are just absolutely full of superstars, both you know past, present, and future. And I thought they were going to absolutely run away with it. But this was the Bond side that we saw two years ago, where I, with the momentum going into the back end of the season in the run to the finals, that if they'd have made it, would have beaten anyone. Evident by that, so. This is this is the sort of football I've been saying Bond can play. They just take a while to roll into it, but they've been able to do it in four or five games this season. So the way I see it is if, if this is the catalyst that gets Bond up and running in the back end of the season to be able to go into the finals, and they're the same side that really have been doing that the last two seasons, there's no reason why they can't win it. Because that, that game on the weekend... Bond were absolutely phenomenal. Phenomenal. Their defense was nuts. Nicky T had his best game I've ever seen him play at hooker there. Connor Pritchard's a freak. Dylan Rowe is awesome. But then you've got some depth on the bench and some genuine Premier Rugby players. Guys like Lachlan Connors, you know, he's a former Aussie schoolboy skipper. You've got Declan Dinnan, formerly of Souths. You know, they've got a hell of a squad and they knocked off East, who I said could be one of the best teams we've seen in a decade without Mitch Third. Like, that was legit football from Bond. It was like watching a sevens game. Like, Ryan Menzies was chopping up through the guts. LD had his best game since moving down to Goldie. That And the front row took it to George Francis, Richie Asiata, and Reese Van Nonek. Like, they dutzed them hard. So, and they're young. Real young. Their loose head props 19 years old. Like, they are legit. So if Bond can keep this momentum, which we've seen them be able to do in the back end of a season over the last two years, there's no reason why they aren't playing finals footy and they aren't smoking blokes. Very true. Now, Dowdy, I know uh, a few of the Bond guys paid attention to Jay's uh, comments on uh, mm-hmm. on the podcast last week and got stuck into him on social afterwards, mate. Was that a little bit of uh, added motivation? <laughs> with him, mate? Oh, you know... Tends to be, we always get written off coming down to the coast, so it's always good to prove some people wrong. <laughs> Wasn't just on socials, mate. There was a few personal messages from some of the blokes as well. Very X-rated. I'll leave it at that. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> yeah, no comment. <laughs> um, now, Maxie, as you mentioned, mate, you guys have won the Bunter Bowl. Uh, a great little accolade there, a bit of silverware, um, but. Sh- I know for a fact, I don't know if you guys know this yet, that South are going to challenge you guys for it this weekend. So um, it'll be on the line straight away, mate. Um, how motivated are you guys to hold on to that one? Yeah, big time. It's really something that we kind of focus on, like we said. Um, 
last year we had it for a little bit, but obviously we lost it at Sunnybank at home uh, on the last game. Uh, so that's really, yeah, it's a goal of one of ours, but it's, at the end of the day, it's it's finals footy. That's our big focus as well, but that's just an added, added focus for us, yeah. Nice. And mate, just to, to wrap up, mate, obviously another big thing that you guys have got cracking down upon this year, you've got a third grade side now. So the first time in um, in Prem Rugby history that Gold Coast have been running with three grades. Um, mate, how special is that just to have that other little added layer of depth below reserve grade, mate, to help just fuel the club? Yeah, especially now we're getting a few injuries, but um, it's been so good. Um, just having more numbers around training, even game days, has been so good as well. Um, also, the, uh, the support in the crowd after a few beers is pretty good for a few third grade players. Um, but yeah, it's more so just getting a lot of getting that culture down at the club and um, yeah, really building something. Here. So having that third grade team just adding to it. And we should add, mate. You've also got women's 15s now too, and the girls only lo- they lost their first match on the weekend yeah. against East. But it's been the two new teams in Bond and East who are at the top of the ladder, mate. Um, I suppose how special is that just for the growth of Bond rugby as well? Yeah, it's really good, especially um, it's good to watch some footy after our games. Um, the girls have been killing it, and um, we're really trying to make a thing of getting getting to that last game and everyone um, stacking the crowd and really watching the girls play. Um, but also like having a training, having the girls there, we're really um, everyone's mixing all together, and yeah, like you said, it's, the culture's really growing. Alrighty, well, thanks very much for joining us, Max, mate, and um, we'll catch you at South this weekend, mate, because uh, you guys are going to be matching around. Oh, beautiful. Oh, good. Thanks, boys. Awesome. Cheers, Maxie. Now, mate, the clash between GPS and Sunnybank, this one went down to the wire, a real narrow margin. There's only 17-15 out of Yoku Road for their charity round. Um, mate, what did you make of the performance in this one? And yet another week where we see the Dragons come through and really push uh, the top-of-the-table teams. Again, uh, the, the Dragons just lacked a bit of punch in the later stages of that match, but they're starting to extract that value out of their starting 15 that somehow, for whatever reason, I don't know how, had Rex Tapuai lacing up again and Brando Valu on the bench. They've got Joel Shafu running around as well. So I can't help but think they're looking to go out and get some of those experienced campaigners to rebuild there, which is great. I think that's a great initiative by Sione and Pacey out there at Sunnybank. They're looking good. They are looking really good. It wasn't the Jeeps played a bad game of footy. Sunnybank were great. They were awesome. And they took it to them at a set piece. The like, Jeeps line-out was good, but their scrum, they lost Freddie Burke, and uh, Downsy came on. And look, nothing against Downsy, but Freddie Burke was having a hell of a day out before he went off injured. And Sunnybank took it to them. And they absolutely decimated them at the set piece. So... It's just one of those matches that got away from it. But that's that's the class of Jeeps. They were able to just grind out a win. And that's that's something the Jeeps have been able to do the past few years. You know, they used to be this great attacking side. But over the last sort of five years or six years, they've reinvented themselves as more of a hard graft team. You know, they grind you down at the set piece. They go hard up through the middle. As we've said before, you know, they won a premiership just a couple of years ago without the ball going past inside centre. They like to play it tight. They're starting to play with a bit more width now, but they're able to grind out those wins. So I think, um, I know, I think, I know LV would probably be spewing about that because he would have thought they could put on a better performance. But that was a, that's, that's two or three really hard, gritty, gutsy wins 
this season from Jeeps where they've actually had to go, you know, to the coalface and really just grind out a win. And I think they've got to take some solace in that. You know, they can put on a hell of a lot of points. They can play with pizzazz and a bit of panache and stuff like that. But, you know, they've got this Fijian contingent that don't shirt contact. You know, Kara Yatha, uh, you know, Ratu Vio, Atunaisa, Frost contact. They've got the hard, gritty guys. You know, Camelio start the belt bloke. So, look, it was a tough, tough loss for Sunnybank. You know, that's a few this season now where they've lost it at the death. Um, you know, Bond, UQ, now Jeeps. So they've got to take solace in the fact that they are playing good footy, but I want Sunnybank to be good because when they're sick, they play such an exciting brand of footy. And they're doing that now. They're just not rounding it out. So Sunnybank are going to kill it very soon. But Jeeps can take some solace in the fact that they, they really ground out a good, hard, gritty win. I think what's going to be interesting is there's two games now where the bank have come in hard out push to top teams, like how long can they keep doing that before they burn out? I think that's probably going to be yep. the question and hopefully they'll get some pay for their effort. Now, Jay, it's time to talk about the match of the round of the weekend, mate. Westby Brothers now. This one's going to hurt, mate. I know the Bulldogs, mate, they looked good. They were leading for most of the match. But Brothers, mate, they pulled off one of the greatest comebacks I think we've seen in recent Premier Rugby history. And to talk us short, mate, I've got one of your favourite brethren. He made his Premier Rugby day build the weekend. It's the great Camilla Guido, mate. How are we? Woo! Phil, 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 Brothers had to uh, empty the bench with back to form, left, right, and centre, and you came through with the goods, mate. How special? Oh, mate, this, uh, I, feel, I feel amazing, really. It's, it was good to get out there because you've been been looking forward for it for years, and to finally get the chance in a game like that, like it's, it's something you remember. But unfortunate that old boys had to get hurt, but you know, you win some, you lose some, and you lost on the weekend, Jay uh, Wall. <laughs> Oh, I saw it coming as well. I thought you might have stopped short, but no, you actually brought it, brought it up. But yeah, Source touched on it. Like, I think Carter Gordon got the first 14 points, the first points coming about 30 seconds into the match, and it took 82 and a half minutes for uh, the Brethren and Rowan Sifloy in, in particular to snatch that win. But Felsman called it in the broadcast box. He was saying, this is going to be match of, match of the year and it's going to be hard to go past that. We've seen some absolute belters thus far, but that was that was a special game of footy. That was absolutely amazing. Now, Camillo, mate, obviously down at halftime, mate, against a pretty persistent Westpac. What was sort of that message heading into that second half um, that sort of um, spurred you guys onto that that great comeback? Well, it was kind of good that we stayed a bit calm at halftime. No one really freaked out. I think I think the forwards got a bit of a spray from Mother, though, but for us backs, it was, it was all right. But it was just stick to what we know, and we knew we were the better side, and we were able to pull it off at the end there by just pushing through. So yeah, it was all right. Just just do what we do, hold on to the ball, and we'll be fine. And that was it. That's what happened. 
Now, mate, Rosai Poloi, a perfect day with the boot. And I think a lot of people will probably remember a match at UQ last year where I think had he kicked a conversion late in the match, UQ wouldn't have even played finals footy last year, which is crazy to think. Um, but obviously, no mistakes this time around, mate. Um, how awesome is yeah. having a fly half like that with that sort of level of confidence in his kicking? Oh, jeez. I think that was one of those kicks the kicks before. I think J-Ball, you said it, you thought he missed and he just pulled all the way around the, the six kick, mm. I think it was. That was amazing. But yeah, he's just so um, just smart and on the ball and he's such a little general to have out there. So it's always it's always good to play with him. Yeah. And mate, obviously, for yourself on that wing, you threw that last pass to Nathan Carroll to get him over for the try to level it. Um, just what was that feeling like there after, obviously, that try and then it came down to that kick? Just how tense was it out there on field? Well, not to toot my own horn, but win oh. off the game, basically, by throwing that ball. Oh, I saw it coming. I knew <laughs> it. I knew that was going to happen. Credit where credit is due, Jay. Came on and delivered. Just say what I heard. I just said what I heard. <laughs> now, Camilla, it's worth, it's worth touching on as well. Obviously, there's a lot of um, former brothers' ties now with West, head coach Carl Marshall, the Skelton boys, uh, Usher there at prop. Was there much banter going on behind the scenes leading into this match, mate? Oh, not behind the scenes, just more so from that sideline during the game. But they didn't really give us much. I was trying to get into Skelton's head the whole time, and he, he wouldn't even look at me. But, but it, you know, W's a W. He'll be thinking about that now. <laughs> um, now, mate, obviously, I think it's it's been pretty obvious at the start of the season, mate, that, you know, the brothers, you guys have been sort of victims of your own success in a sense where there's so many guys up in that red squad at the moment, and, and rightfully so, mate. Flukey, Harry Wilson, Fraser, they've all been going real well. And it's probably taken you guys a little bit to adjust and click um, with sort of a new look backline, especially. But um, what's sort of the feeling like down at Brothers, mate? Are you guys still confident that you've got um, more to give? Obviously, a performance like the weekend can give you guys a lot of confidence for what you're able to achieve. Oh, yeah, we're, we're very happy. We're not disappointed at all. To, have, to get those boys back, it all would be great. But, like, with the depth that we have, it's we're not really worried. We can still do what we need to do to get that big picture in the end. Yeah. And mate, for yourself, I think uh, you know last year you were captaining the fourth grade side, mate. Uh, played against you a couple of times, which was always fun. Uh, but while you come through, made your prem grade debut. I know yeah. a guy like Noah Nielsen. He was playing third grade last year, and he's been starting. Scored a hat trick on the weekend. How awesome is it to see a guy like that come through? the grades and progress and I suppose just speak to the depth that exists at Crosby Park. Oh, I'm so happy for him because I've been playing with him since Colts. It's me, him, Will Wilson and Billy Bully as well who got knocked out on the weekend. He's coming through with them and then now all of us getting a chance to have a crack at Prem grade. Like, just super stoked for us and that's it. Just keep grinding. Happy for it. Brothers next gen, mate. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. A question yeah. for you, Sorta. What happened with the uh, t- Tigers on the weekend, mate? Hey, mate. Last year, last week on the podcast, mate, it was Jay that was saying it was going to be uh, a Tigers all day, and I said it's probably a danger game. They had two big games against um, UQ and Jeeps, mate, and bond at bond. 
they've got some great individual players and when it clicks, mate, they can be dangerous. So you can't take them lightly. Obviously, you guys got the yeah, job done. Yeah, you really can't. You really can't. Very political yeah. answer, Sauce. Yeah, you should watch the brothers down. I would have given you a couple of tips, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Camilla, thanks very much for taking some time out of your morning to have a chat, mate. Much appreciated. No worries, mate. No worries at all. Later, That's brother. Catch you, bro. I'll see you, mate. See you, Jay. I'll see you, boys. See you later. <laughs> all right. We'll throw it forward to round six, Jay. Mate, we've spoken about Sunny Bank. Hopefully, they're going to get some pay for their effort. And this week, they're coming up against your boys, West, at Sylvan Road. Um, mate, how do you see this one playing out? Obviously, the doggies will be uh, licking their wounds after last week, mate. Yeah, look, two sides for mine that I think, two sides on the rebuild. We know that um, Sunnybank has lost a lot of players, but they've brought back some experienced campaigners, whereas the Doggies have um, sort of rebuilt. They've got a new coach. They've got some new young players coming through that cult system, you know, Benny Narvo, Shay Lalanavasi, all that sort of Cooper Whiteside, but then they've added some, they've recruited well. Um so, you know, two sides that might be 12, 18, 24 months off being red-hot contenders. Um, but, look, I hate to say it. I know Sunnybank weren't too great in the trial against the Doggies earlier this season, I think pre-COVID or whatever it may be. But, um, but look, the Doggies at home, they need to shore up their defence. They've put 47 points on both brothers and Jeeps and lost both games. They've put 25-odd points on um, East and loss. You know, they're scoring three or four. They're scoring tries well, you know. Like, once that they're scoring them hard through the middle of the forwards, um, they they finally got some purchase from their wingers on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Was the best yeah like, they're finally showing a bit more. Like I said last week, their attack has been toothless through their back line, which it had been. Um, but now Cooper Whiteside needs to stay at 10. They need to play with some width there. Um, but, but their defense has just been so leaky. Mm-hmm. And Sunnybank is a side that can put some points on. Tommy Lukic can slot them from anywhere. You know, they've got the McNamara brothers are playing some really exciting footy. Um, so this one's going to be hard. They need to shape up in defense, but... I'm going to go doggies just because they're at home. But don't be surprised if Sunnybank aren't burnt out yet. Really take it to them and put them to the sword. Interesting call, mate. Now, we've got the Tigers and Norse over at Tigerland. Obviously, East will be looking to bounce back after that clash on the weekend. Um, but, mate, Norse, they look good in their last outing against the doggies, mate. Obviously, Chapo's back. Um, this can't be one that the Tigers take lightly. Once again, mate, it could be another danger game. Yeah, the Tigers aren't going to take it lightly, though. I don't think they took it lightly down at Bond. Uh, they just weren't the better team on the day. And they're going to be licking their wounds and looking to um, put some punishment on someone. And unfortunately for the Eagles, it's going to be them. I think they're going to they're going to have it. It's at Tigerland? At Tigerland. Yeah, it's going to be a tough day out. Yeah, I'm going to avoid making any comments. Yeah. <laughs> Now, mate, we've got <laughs> the Halley Appleby Memorial Trophy game between mm. GPS and UQ. Um, obviously, a replay last year's um, preliminary final. These two teams have some good battles over the last few years. Um, it's going to be an interesting one, mate, um, whether or not Freddie Burke's back for Jeeps. 
or is it Downs he's going to have to start? Um, is Berkey's back, mate? I just don't know if you've got the cattle to match the Gallopers in the scrum. Yeah, you saw on the weekend, once they started to get some ascendancy, not just parity at scrum time, they were able to get some of that front football. Um, Jeeps need Freddie Burke. They do. Like, as I said, nothing against Downsy. He's just a young prop. And they're not the same when they've got uh, Mossy, Takiri and Downsy there. You know, Freddie Burke's a freak. Um, so that that could be a game changer because, like, yeah, Jeeps are a bigger side, but they they run a lot of their they they run a lot of their play through their set piece in particular scrum. So I think Jeeps it is their last home game of the season. I think Jeeps should do them, but don't be surprised if you know if Berkey's not there and uni show up and start to get some ascendancy through Sia Cassini and Connor Vest, like those big bodies finally bending the line for them. You know, Sanga um, was really good with ball in hand on the weekend too. So, yeah, look, this, this is going to be an absolute cracker. And when it's the Halley Appleby game, you know, yeah. anything can happen. That's it, mate. Emotionally touched, eh? Yeah, but I'm... I'm, I'm but if but Freddie Burke's there, I'm backing Jeeves. If he's yeah. not... I'm going to go uni. Interesting, mate. Well, match of the round this week. Bunter Bowl is going to be on the line. South hosting Bonds at Chipsy Wood Oval, mate. Um, obviously, Bonds showed what the capital of last week, mate. And I think we're still waiting to see exactly what this South team is made of. But, you know, we've got two sides that are willing to have a crack, mate. I reckon this one's going to be a bit of a cracker. This is going to be an absolute cracker. Because of the unknown quantity that is both Souths as a young side and Bond as a travelling side, you know, we've said the road trip down to the GC is can or cannot be a factor. You never know what it's going to do. It works the same way, right? So this one's going to be a tricky one. Bond, if Bond play like they did on the weekend, they should absolutely smash South. Just saying. Two two sides that play with a lot of width. They love to absolutely get purchase out of their bigger centres in uh, Bordeaux and Menzies and then Siaki and co. Um, depends who they partner up with Siaki. But like... Yeah, this one's going to be a tricky one. This one's going to be a real tricky one just because they're two unknown entities. Mm. But Bond Bond do what they did last weekend and they'll put a you know two or three try before, uh, win on them, I'd have to say. Mm. Interesting to see if they can back it up. That's it. Well, mate, thanks very much for joining us today. Much appreciated. I love your sauce. I'm always going to come <laughs> around to your place, mate. All good. All right, folks. Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Club Rugby Collective. Remember to stay tuned for all your QPR news via our Facebook page, via our Instagram. Um, you can tune into all four games live and free, live stream via QLD.rugby. No www.no.com. You don't need it. Just QLD.rugby. <laughs> and when you're out and about, folks, just remember to follow the COVID restrictions and let's keep our game safe.